At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barles. He is Super Bowl champion, NFL quarterback, and now the full-time host of this show, Sean King. That's right, man. Uh, Tim Murray is... Uh, going bougie with a weekend in Hawaii, yep. which uh, you can only do if you live at, live live on the West Coast. I mean, rich yeah. people do rich things. Man. I just <laughs> it is life. I just want to live vicariously through my my co-host. Hopefully, he'll send me some pictures. Let me know he misses me. I I I, I would imagine, Sean, and no offense to you, I don't think Tim knows who either of us are at the moment right now. Yeah, he, he's feeling real good. <laughs> Short shorts on, ankles in the sand, uh, and and a lot and a, and SPF hundred. Yeah. On, on his yeah, body. Yeah, sunscreen. The, the, uh, it's the way you can see it. Yeah. And that's how much he has on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, before we get to our guy, Chris Vanini, will be with us in five minutes to talk some college football. Of course, he's covering college football for the athletic. Uh, let, let's get you to two NFL scores from tonight in the preseason. We'll start in Philadelphia. It was a really good night for Dwayne Haskins, and mm-hmm. he needed it. Uh, 16 to 22, 161 yards and a touchdown in two quarters of play for Haskins. The Steelers come from behind for the second consecutive week. They are the kings of the second half in the preseason so far, Sean. 24-16, Pittsburgh covers as a one-point underdog. Game goes over to 35 total. Big Dwayne Haskins fan. No one's ever questioned his talent. It's been his maturity. Who's the best, in my opinion, nurturer of elite athletes that have immature ways, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin won a championship having to manage Big Ben Roethlisberger and a lot of guys that were alpha male types. 
and that's where he's at his best. And so you get a Dwayne Haskins. What better example day in and day out of how to carry and handle yourself as a professional than Mike Tomlin? So I think that's going to do wonders, you know, for Dwayne. And once he matures, his talent's going to resurface and people are going to, Man, maybe Washington gave up on this man a little too fast. That's actually one of those weird scenarios where for Pittsburgh, you have three guys who, to me, can all be legitimate backups to Ben. Because mm-hmm. you have Rudolph there, you have Haskins, and you have Josh Dobbs, who, mm-hmm. who's, been there. who's been there a yep. second stint in Pittsburgh right now after going to Jacksonville. I, and it's one of those where, again, I, I would imagine that Rudolph will probably be two on the depth chart at the beginning of the season. It wouldn't shock me if Haskins plays well this preseason, plays well in practice, that we, if Roethlisberger were to go down at some point, we see Haskins. I think it could happen. I think yeah. this is a rehabilitation year for Haskins. A lot like Jameis had one in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Think, about, think about how unique and similar the similarities are. New Orleans signs Jameis, knowing that Drew is probably most likely in his last year, get an opportunity to sit behind Drew, kind of association breeds assimilation. Whatever environment you're in, you start to take on the characteristics of that environment, put Jameis around Drew, who's elite from a preparation standpoint, from a regeneration standpoint, from how he handles his body, all the extra stuff, the yoga, the stretching, you know, the eating right, kind of get Jameis in that bubble. Look at what uh, Pittsburgh's doing. They're teaching Haskins the, pit, the Pittsburgh way this year. Hopefully, Ben, last year, most likely Haskins ready to take over next year. 24-16, the final four tonight in Philadelphia. Again, uh, Jalen Hurts we saw for two series. Uh, three, Look good. Th- three of seven. It looked, it looked all right. What's your opinion on Jalen Hurts? For me, I look, the lack of accuracy last year, it was a little bit alarming for a guy who I thought actually was going to be. That showed up on the tape at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a little bit better intermediate than he was a year ago in Philadelphia. And But look, the kid is explosive with his legs. He will be able to make a lot of plays. But I, for me, my big problem with Philadelphia is I think that defense is going to be really bad. And, and I'm curious to see how this works in the 17-game season. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that have really bad starts that are just playing out the string more so even mm. than usual because it's an extra game. And I don't know how that will play mentally, Sean, mm-hmm. but having the, the extra game is going to play factors with teams that I think are really bad this year. Yep. So we'll we'll see what hurts. I, he's going to be the starter the whole year. Like, they're not yep. going to do anything crazy with that. It's, it's also one other thing with Philadelphia. I have no idea what their head coach is. And those press conferences were a little bit frightening at the beginning of the season for Nick Sirianni. Chris Vanini of The Athletic with us next to talk college football on the nightcap. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Sean King alongside the new co-host of this program, Tim Murray, back on Monday. Uh, get Sean on the tweets at real Sean King. If you're a Jet fan, make sure to tweet his Be career nice. stats at him. Be nice, guys. <laughs> I don't want to have to block anyone. <laughs> that mute function, Sean. It's, wor- it- it- it's worth your time. That's all time. It's where it's at. It's, it's where it's at. But uh, right now with us, Chris Vanini of The Athletic covers college football for them. Chris, uh, thank you for being with us tonight. Let- let- let's dive right in. Obviously, going into this college football season, there are five teams that everyone considers to be legitimate playoff contenders. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma. If you're looking past those five teams, 
Who is number six to you going into this season? Probably two teams stand out. One of them is Texas A&M, which finished last year number four, and they need a new – they have to replace the starting quarterback, but they've got two of the best running backs in the country. The defense should be very strong again. They've got a tough path, but I think Texas A&M is going to be really good this year. The other team has an easier path. That's Iowa State, which uh, is number eight in the poll this year, but they had the best record in the Big 12 last year. They've beaten Oklahoma several times in the last couple of years, so if there was a team other than Oklahoma that could win the Big 12, it would be Iowa State, which had its best season in literally a century last year, and they bring, like, everybody back from that team, like 20-something starters. So Iowa State's an experienced winning team, uh, so that would be the other one I think is a chance to to possibly crash the party. Chris, interesting because I'm super high on Texas A&M. There was a part of me that was pulling for Kellen Mond to come back to school. I felt like if he came back, because of course during COVID you could come back if you wanted to, he would have made them the front runner in my opinion to win the national title. I think Jimbo has done an outstanding job of elevating the talent level there in College Station. And, we're going to see that this year. But like you said, that quarterback position, a lot of uncertainty there. I watched the spring game, wasn't really in love with any of the guys, even though they seem talented and none kind of played consistently. Having said that, I think Clemson is a 9-3 football team this season. What do you say to that? Well, I, I think the concerns about Clemson aren't going to be about the offense and replacing Trevor Lawrence. I think it's, it's Travis Etienne. I, I'm curious about the defense, which the last couple of years has been a bit more up and down than it's been. I mean, we saw Ohio State move the ball up and down against them in that playoff game. But the one thing about, so like, you know, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State all have new quarterbacks. But Clemson's quarterback did play a bit last year when Trevor Lawrence was, was out. And DJ Wangalele played that game when they lost to Notre Dame. But they didn't lose the game because of him. He passed for more yards than anybody has ever passed against Notre Dame in the history of that program. Um, and, and Justin Ross looks like he'll be back this year, too. So I think Clemson's going to put up a lot of points. The defense will see. But also, the schedule is pretty, it's pretty easy because it's in the ACC, other than that opening game against Georgia. If they, if they win that game against Georgia, I'd be very surprised if Clemson doesn't make the playoffs. I think Notre Dame and the ACC could be pretty good, but it's still a conference that's nowhere on the same level as the SEC. I agree with that, and uh, we're talking to Chris Vanini uh, here. I agree with you. I thought Clemson looked really slow on defense as they started to play better competition. I thought they had issue matching up with speed in that secondary and specifically at linebacker. They had a, Their lead guy was kicked out of one game. He had missed another game due to COVID, I think, against Notre Dame. He wasn't there. And that created gapping holes on that side of the ball for Clemson, and I'm with you because of that. I guess the question with Iowa State, who is your other team, is because they're not Oklahoma, can any other team in the Big 12 have a loss and still make the college football playoff? Well, it it does. I think it depends who that loss is, too. I I mean, looking at Iowa State's schedule – you know, if, if you lose to Texas and Texas stays a top 20 team, you might be okay, maybe Iowa. But if you lose to pretty much anyone else in the Big 12, probably not. You, or, or Oklahoma, I mean. I mean, if they, if they play Oklahoma and split the games like they did last year, maybe may that. But I, the, other, the fact that Iowa State starting at number eight is a big 
factor in this because if, if you start off on a rank, you got a lot of ground to, to, to make up early on. People know Iowa State's a good team. They're coming into the season with a lot of respect. They don't need to earn it. So if you lose a game, if you're in the top five and you lose a game, you're probably still in the top ten, and that, that'll give you a chance uh, as, uh, as things go on. Chris Vanini with us right now. Of course, you can find Chris on the tweets at Chris Vanini. Uh, covers college football for the Athletic. Sean, you had one more thing there. I did because uh, he mentioned where Ohio State is starting the season ranked. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is starting the season ranked in the top ten. They are, yes. Chris, if they win the Indiana Notre Dame little jauntlet and they have a bye week in between those two games and then run the table because of where they're starting, do they get in? If Cincinnati's undefeated, I think they do get in. Uh, this is about the only the only scenario a group of five team I think you get in the playoff is one where you beat two top 20 teams on the road and go undefeated. Notre Dame's number seven, uh, Indiana's like number 17. We'll see where we are when the games come around. But if you do that and go undefeated, starting at number 10, I think the highest a group of five teams ever gotten is seven. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they beat Iowa State, I'm sorry, if they beat Indiana and Notre Dame, they're going to be a top five team, most likely. Since, since, so it, and it, it, if you get there, then, then you're in a good spot. Cincinnati right now at DraftKings to make the playoff at 14-1. to 1, uh, That number feels about right because they're probably going to be – they're definitely going to be an underdog in South Bend. You know what scares me about Cincinnati? Go ahead. I'm not worried about Indiana and Notre Dame. I'm worried can they you're run, worried run about... the conference gauntlet. <laughs> People uh, don't understand how good the – the AAC is. So they do have Central Florida at home, yes. which is a, a good break. Uh, they The road games in conference, honestly, not a horrible draw. At Navy, again, you would anticipate it'll be better than what it was a year ago for Navy. At Tulane, at South Florida. and that then Tulsa game is going to be a toughie. Yeah, at East SMU. Carolina on the road, yeah. Yeah, with Jim Levitt as D coordinator. Those are the games that scare me with Cincinnati. Cincinnati win total of 10, which makes a whole lot of sense since uh, they'll still be favored in those other Ten games, other than the two road games at Indiana and at Notre Dame. Chris, I want I want to shift back to the ACC real quick. Uh, I'm going to have to ask Sean a little bit later to explain his nine and three Clemson a little bit further. But North Carolina to me is the number two team in that conference. The win totals indicate that, with it being a ten. I, they're Chris. Their schedule is pretty soft, all things considered, for North Carolina. And if they were to go. 12-0 and into that ACC title game against Clemson. If there's some chaos around them across the country, could they be one that slides in at 12-1 and if it's a tight loss to Clemson in the playoff, or are they undefeated and bust to get themselves in the playoff this year? It's, it's possible, but the idea of losing your conference championship game and still making the playoff, I believe, Clem, I believe Notre Dame the last year, was the only team to ever do that. But Notre Dame had beaten Clemson earlier in the year. If, if UNC loses to Clemson in the championship game, they don't have a win against Clemson on their roster. That was the thing. Notre Dame deserved to make the playoff last year because they had the best regular season win of anybody because Alabama was undefeated. Ohio State was undefeated. The only one who had suffered a loss was Notre Dame and Clemson against each other. So those were the two best wins of anybody that anybody had. North Carolina would not have that this year. Virginia Tech's not going to do that. Virginia, Florida State, we'll see how Notre Dame is. 
but that at Miami, but like that's about it. And there there aren't any heavy hitters there. So I don't know if you can afford a loss, even if it's close, because you don't have anything else to lean back on. Well, going into this season, a lot of people talking Spencer Rattler, JT Daniels, you know, DJ at Clemson, you know, the guy at USC. To me, the top two quarterbacks in the country are Sam Howell and Michael Penix. I have a man crush on Sam Howell and Michael Penix because I think they're that good. But there's no way I can look at that UNC roster with everything they lost. And we're talking NFL caliber defections. Mm-hmm. I just I, I hate it for Sam because I think if those guys decided, hey, listen, guys aren't going to turn down the money. They know all those guys are drafted. But I just don't know if Mac has had enough time to create the depth it would need to actually compete for the ACC championship, let alone the national championship. What do you think about Sam Howell as a quarterback and, and Michael Penix over at Indiana, Chris? He, he's a great QB. He potential number one pick uh, pick next year. But I mean, you talk about how it fits with the Heisman. I mean, you think about guys who have won the Heisman recently who aren't in that playoff top four teams. You know, it's either Lamar Jackson. You got a Johnny Manziel. You got to put some crazy big numbers. And given those losses that North Carolina's had on some of the teams, can Sam Howell put up ridiculous numbers that we haven't seen before? Probably not, because Spencer Rattler, DJ Wangalili are probably going to put up very, very similar numbers to him. It's hard to have a breakout season as a quarterback unless you're a Joe Burrow record-setting type of season. So if the quarterbacks at places like Clemson, Oklahoma, and Alabama now are putting up the same kinds of numbers you used to see at air raid schools 10 years ago. So so those guys are always going to be in the Heisman conversation now because they're always pushing the record books and their teams are competing for the playoff. So, you know, the top, the guys who are at the top, Spencer Rattler, Bryce Young, DJ Wongalele, D.T. Daniels, th- those are the guys who make sense to be the Heisman favorites heading into the season. Chris, uh, just, just looking uh, down the board in college football, who's a middle-tier team that you think is going to defy expectations and be better than what people think of them? I'm really curious about USC. And if this is the breakout year, they're number 14. Clay Helton's been on the hot seat for every year, but Keaton Slovis is back. He's a really good quarterback. They've added a number of really good transfers to that roster too. And, you know, USC did have, did win the division last year, even if it was kind of a weird season. You know, I'm curious if this is the year now where USC has the big breakout year. You know, you look at the rest of the Pac-12, Oregon, Washington, and you don't feel great about either of them. Either of them. So USC's in a spot where it could potentially be that top team in the Pac-12, and I'm really curious to see how USC. Over. They, they they play San Jose State early in the season. I was going to say. I was just about to say, Chris. They better I'm be ready really September fourth. San Jose State won the Mountain West. I think they were seven and one or eight and one, and they bring back like 21 starters. Other than like a receiver or two, they bring back literally everybody. Uh, that's a team that's very confident and knows how to win now, and USC better be ready for that game. I agree 100%. I, I, my, my only hold up with SC, because I do like the quarterback there, is Clay Helton. I'm mm-hmm. just still not convinced that he's going to do the right things at the right times when the moment calls for it from, from a head coach standpoint. And that's keeping my guys motivated. That's keeping my guys prepared. That's in-game adjustments. That's decision-making, like the whole deal. Like, well, how, how do you feel about Coach Helton? And, you know, with everything that we just talked about, 
can they get it done with him at the helm? Yeah, it's kind of wild. I saw someone point this out the other day, but if you include his since as the interim coach, he's been the head coach there for seven years. Yeah, he's been there a while. Wow. And it really, it really doesn't feel like that. I mean, he started off by winning a Rose Bowl, winning the Pac-12, then had a bad year, then kind of bounced back a little bit. And he's kind of, they've just kind of been middling since. So, yeah, your concerns about him are real. They've been very undisciplined under him. The penalties are, are through the roof uh, with him. and and. They, losing a game or two that they shouldn't lose when, when the talent is there. But they're, despite all that, they've actually recruited pretty well recently. And then the transfers they've added, a couple guys from Texas too, uh, I, I think are going to be a really interesting, just a really interesting team. Like if he's going to have the breakthrough season, it has to be now. Because if it's not, then he's probably getting fired. Chris Vanini with us right now, covers college football for the Athletic. Chris, we have about 90 seconds left here. When this is all said and done, who are the four that end up in the playoff and who ends up winning the championship this year? I, I it's, it's boring to pick it, but I go with the same four we're used to, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Now, now you would think this is the year, again, three of them have new starting quarterbacks. You think this is the year you could knock some of them off, but I don't think the ACC can contend with Clemson. I don't think the Big Ten can contend with Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma's got the Iowa State issue, but that's about it. And then Alabama's Alabama. I'm never going to bet against them. So I'm going to go with the same four. And in the end, I'm probably going to pick Alabama because more often than not, it's them. It's kind of a boring pick. And I'm not super confident because there's a lot we need to learn about these teams still. It's not like last year when we knew certain teams were loaded. Uh, But history tells us this is – Probably going to be those same teams again. He's Chris Vanini. Get him on the tweets at Chris Vanini. Find his great work at The Athletic covering college football. Chris, thank you for being with us tonight. Yep, thanks for having me. Of course. Sean, we have a minute here. Okay. You said during that interview. Nine and three. Nine and three on the Clemson Tigers. Nine and which three. Would be the, which would be the worst year for Clemson since Dabo's first year as head yeah. coach. It's, it's normal regression. Okay. In my opinion, I think the ACC is starting to regain its health. I think NC State is better than people think. I think Georgia Tech is starting to come around. That enthusiasm, excitement in recruiting is starting to manifest itself. I'm just telling you, I know when I start to see cracks. And I started to see cracks in Clemson from a personnel standpoint last season. Kenny White, one of the most respected college, handicap, college football handicappers out there, Kind of with you on that NC State game on yeah. September the 25th. Shout out to Kenny White following me on Twitter. My man, I'll follow you back too, boss. <laughs> when we get back, oh, treats and beats. Sean King had a few. If you were on the Yankees and White Sox game in any fashion, you probably had one. That's next here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. 
In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Friday's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod will come live from Arlington Park just outside of Chicago. That's where Saturday's final running of the Million Day precedes the anticipated closing of the track next month. Top trainer Larry Rivelli, leading jockey Jared Loveberry, Equibase chart caller Nicole Newlist, and DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello are the guests. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or download it every Friday at vcin.com slash podcast. And, of course, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. I learned something new about Sean King every single time I talk to him. I did not know Sean King was a horse guy. That's my – I'm passionate about the horses. I didn't know that. Passionate. And, listen, I listen to the Ron Flatter Racing Pod all the time. It's great information. Like, that's one game where you have to have all the information. Yes. Like, you have to have all the information. It's super important. 
I, I'm, I love them. I love the ponies. So, so am I going to see you at? Uh, am I going to see you like at, uh, at, at at either Green Valley or or the M? Just watching the watching oh, the. Uh... Always. Okay. Always. Okay. Okay. Next yeah. time, next time I'm at either of those places, I'm walking over to the sports book and I'm fine and the race book. Hey, I'm just let me know. They, they, have, they have a reserved spot for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's Sean King, as, as you all know. I'm Jeff Parles, of course. Sean, now uh, the co-host of this show with I Tim Murray. Tim, Tim Murray uh, in Hawaii today, tomorrow. He's back Monday. We're about to have a nightcap. Yes. Derek, Darren, all the guys <laughs> waiting on us. Barnaby, yeah. We're going to make Aaron hang out tonight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they, see, we make Aaron hang out. So Mama Oyster, he's going to be late getting home. <laughs> Treats and beats time <laughs> for, uh, for the program. And, and look. Betting baseball can be difficult from time to time, Sean King. Painful. can be painful. Painful. That's why a uh, famous better once said, in order to bet baseball, you need whiskey and a revolver. <laughs> so, tonight, a great spectacle in Dyersville, Iowa, tonight. The Yankees and the White Sox in the Field of Dreams game, and it was dramatic, it was an easy over, so if you bet the under, take a lap. That that that's not a bad beat here. But my guy Sean King had both the two and a half run line laying it with the White Sox and the one and the regular yeah, traditional the run line and run and a half line. on yeah. the run line. Yeah. White Sox led this game eight seven to four. Or seven yeah, seven to four. Excuse yeah. me. Seven to four. That's right. We'll get to the other part of this in a little bit. Yeah. Seven to four going to the ninth inning. Two outs. Yeah, yeah. Man on. Yeah. Aaron Judge goes oppo taco. Yeah. yeah. Two run homer, eight seven. Torpedoes both. Seven six. Excuse me. Yeah, seven six. Torpedoes yeah. both, both, both of them. Then hit another two run so shot. So then, Sean, you were rooting for a solo shot at that point. Yeah, I wanted the game tied. You wanted the tie game. Yeah. So you could get, all right, maybe I'll get a two run jack at the yeah. bottom of the half. Joey Gallo locks. John Carroll will stand the home run. It's eight seven. Yeah. Now you're like, all right, let's get this game to extra innings. All right. Zach Britton comes on, having a struggle of a year. The Yankee bullpen, as you said, you're never out of the game when you bet against the Yankees in the Yankee like bullpen. Like bad well. seafood when they get in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want bad seafood, folks. <laughs> a walk to the catcher, the nine-hitter, Zavala. Yeah. Tim Anderson comes up, and he goes oppo taco. Yeah. Walk off two-run homer. White Sox win 9-8. If you laid the run and a half, no, Dead. sir. Dead. If you had the Yankees... After what would have been probably the best win of the season for the Bronx Bombers, yeah. nope, you're not coming home. I found solace in the fact that I wasn't the only one shedding tears. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees were plus 175, so a lot of people bet the Yankees. You know, they're popular. And just think about the emotions they went through. Down 7-4, all of a sudden you're up 8-7. You're like, oh, it just happened. And you went from tearing up your ticket to, like, trying to run and, like, Stand at the cashier until the game went final. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim Anderson just crushes you. It just crushes your soul on Field the dreams turn into field of nightmares. Yes, yes, 100%. But I will say this, show, though, Sean. I think the beat of the night, though, came in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. If you had the Washington football team yeah. tonight getting two, which is what it closed at, yeah. or if you had an under earlier in the week, it closed 36 and a half, but it was opening at 32 mm-hmm. on this game. Washington scores a touchdown with a minute and 14 seconds to go. Down two. Down two, 15-13, two-point conversion. Seems to be good. They call go to the, replay call the re- touchdown Call it good on the field. Yep. Go to review. No, no, sir, incomplete. Ron Rivera actually kicks Steve. 
All right, we're in good shape. Only thing that can beat us a long touchdown. What do you think happens? Ramondre Stevenson, 91-yard touchdown. Patriots 22, Washington 13. Game, if you had an early total goes over, and any fashion he had the Washington football team, you did not get home. When we get back, the NL East is tightening up even further. Who's going to win that mediocre division? We discuss it next here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
NFL preseason is here, it's a perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and College Guide together. Reserve your copy or sign up at Verbeeson All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now, vcin.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. I'm Jeff Parles in for Tim Murray, Sean King alongside. Sean, let's uh, let, let's dive back into some baseball, which, uh, by the way, Sean King and I, uh, simpatico on the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. So uh, that. That's good. That's good for both. I'm of just us, gonna yeah. keep betting Tampa teams until somebody proves that <laughs> a championship trophy should go to any other city. <laughs> until then, I'm rolling with Tampa. Well, uh, the the Raptors were the only team that played in Tampa this past year. That uh, we don't count that. Yeah, yeah, we don't count that. Was it wasn't yours? Though, they sent us know. the most boring team in the NBA. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to the NL East because the NL East was supposed to be Sean. One of the better divisions in baseball, and it has been an abject disaster, mm-hmm. to put it politely, this year. As the day ended today, the Mets, by the way, swept uh, the Nationals' double-A team that the Nats are uh, thro- throwing out there. Uh, the Braves got hammered by the Reds today after walking them off a night ago, and the Phillies salvaged the final game of the three-game set against the Dodgers with a good win today. So the Phillies are a half game in front of the Mets, who are a half game in front of Atlanta. Three teams separated by a game in the NL East. And your betting odds at BetMGM on your screen right there have the Phillies of the betting favorite at plus 150, the Braves at plus 165, the Mets at plus 185, the Nats and the Marlins are 300 to 1. If you want to bet that, I'm here. I'm here. You don't need, you don't, you don't need to be betting those uh, teams. But, Sean, even with the way the Phillies look this week against Better competition in the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The way they have been playing, and with having two aces at the top of that rotation, Zach Wheeler could win the NL Cy Young. Aaron Nola has been awesome at home this year. I still think the Phillies would be the bet at plus 150. Absolutely. And they just added Gibson Yes, from the Rangers. And even though he looked a little shaky two nights ago against the Dodgers, I had him first five, of course. That's oh, that, was a, that was a weird one because yeah, he, didn't start, the relievers he didn't start they knew the, the rain game because of the rain delay. Coming. And yeah. then we get the rain delay, bizarro stuff. And he was struggling to find a strike zone. But, again, he's talented. I still would take Philly. I think they're the most complete team of the three. You know, Braves, the injuries killed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had high expectations coming into the season. They're not at full throttle. So they're trying to Acuna make Acuna not coming back right. with the knee injury. The Mets are dumpster fire. Uh, I mean, even if DeGrom comes back, there's been some regression with some of the other guys on that staff. Mm-hmm. You know, Taiwan Walker, I think is how you say Taiwan, his name. Ta- Taiwan, Taiwan Walker's given up triple the home runs past the All-Star break than he did before right. the All-Star Marcus break. Stroman, none of those guys are, are dealing like they were earlier. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an issue because I don't think they're an offensive juggernaut. by They, are, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> they are the 29th in run scored. Right. No, sir. Uh, look, here, here's what I'll say. The, the biggest concern for the Mets is this upcoming stretch because the one good thing about the Mets' schedule is they still have a lot of games with Washington and Miami left, right. which – they can't beat the Marlins, so I don't know how I much that say, really I don't know helps. if the Miami series really is good for them. <laughs> but other than that, these next 13 games, Sean, I'll, I'll ask you if this is a tough stretch or not real quick. They play three games against the Dodgers. 
They play three games in San Francisco. They play four games at the Dodgers. They play three games against the Giants. 13 games against the two best teams in the National they League. They might not win a game. They could go. I, I, I think 3-10 and 10 is probably where they go. If they find a way to win five, they've done very well for themselves. If the Grom doesn't come back, they won't be back for these winning three games. games in that stretch. I, I look. I oh, think no three chance. Th- three and ten. No chance. Now, I'd take. You're taking under under, I'd under take three. Absolutely. I watched the match. <laughs> oh, trust me. I unfortunately watch them every day too. Dumpster fire. Oh, they're a mess. Oh my goodness. Even though they got again. They and just, I think the Nationals beat them in the first game that was postponed. That they finished they were, uh, so, the so, next morning, right? So the, so the Mets did come back and win that. Game. Okay, okay, they were down four. They were down three runs twice, which was actually surprising that the Mets actually were capable of coming back from three runs down multiple times in one game. I um, literally think right now, if I went and tried out for the Nationals, I could be a middle reliever. That's how bad that staff is currently. How 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 uh, how hard do you throw it? At this it wouldn't point? even matter. <laughs> If they think I can get two outs, I'm on the team. Like they throw underhanded, I'm pretty sure. It was uh, the Nationals it, are pitching underhanded. It was uh, it, their bullpen today gave up uh, three in the last two innings, including the walk off to Alonzo in the second leg of the doubleheader. Which, by the way, the Mets managed to blow a three run lead and still actually. The only won thing the worse game. than the Nationals right now is what's going on in Wrigley Field. Oh boy! <laughs> well, that's the one thing, and and, and the Cubs so, are a bet against so, until the season's over. So the the Brewers. Just eviscerated the Cubs three straight days. They're seventeen playing, three today. Football. Yeah, well, they, they, there were two yeah. football scores today because he had the A's beating the Cleveland seventeen nothing. And I will say this: betting big favorites in baseball right now, I, it's not working in Arizona because the Padres are getting hammered right. by the uh, the Diamondbacks. It's ten to three now. Or ten, yeah, ten three Arizona in the seventh. But big favorites the last eight days going into today, Sean have hit at a 72% clip. Hmm. The gap between the good and the bad huge. is ginormous And right especially now. right after the trade deadline. Yes. When a lot of these teams that are, were out of the playoff hunt have now gotten rid of the players that at least made them competitive. And all of the young talent that they received in return is not at the major league level yet. So they're playing at a deficit. And just teams like the Rangers, teams like the Cubs, these are bet against the rest of the season. I mean, I don't care who they're playing. Just take the other side. It's, again, the Rangers The Rangers scored more than five runs in a game for the first time uh, over the weekend. It was the first time in six weeks they'd scored yeah. more than five runs. They actually game. beat the Mariners. I was pretty disappointed in Seattle <laughs> with that one. Seattle is still, uh, still hanging around, but uh, at some point the regression was coming. for the I Rangers. would love to see what the splits are from the White Sox and the Brewers series versus the club, club, Cubs. Runs against versus runs for a total. Uh, I can I can give it had you that to be pre- something like 117 so the, to like 10. <laughs> so so the, uh, the the Brewers this week, the Cubs were competitive the first two games. Yeah. Four two and six three, not bad. Last two days it was 27 to four. Okay. combined. So the first, okay, yeah, yeah, and then the White Sox crushed them too. Yes, the White Sox. Well, the White Sox are, are still hitting home runs regardless of who the opponent is. All right now, whether it's at Wrigley, the Field of Dreams, or the old Comiskey Park, the White Sox offense, uh, one of the best in baseball. When we get back, Sean, we're going back to the NFL. You have a little bit of expertise about the quarterback position. Just, just a little bit. Uh, who's going to have the most passing yards and passing touchdowns this year? We're going to break down, break down those markets next on the Nightcap. 
instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Sean King. And Sean had a, Sean had a little bit of experience playing the quarterback. Position. I did. Just a, just a, just a hair uh, there for, for Mr. King. And what's, uh, what's better than talking quarterbacks right now? Nothing. Sean, I don't think there's anything either. So <laughs> let's go right into it. Most passing yards in this NFL season. Odds, of course, from DraftKings. Stunning event here, Sean. Patrick Mahomes the favorite. Shocking, I know. Plus 350 on Mahomes. Dak at 6-1 to one is your second favorite. Plus 650 on Tom Brady. Josh Allen at plus 850. Matthew Stafford 12-1. to one. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert at 40 to one, or 14 to 1. Excuse me, 14-1-4 to 1. Everyone else, north of 20 to 1, Sean. Where would you look here on this board? Hmm. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I just think talent combined with motivation this year. I think you have both of those, and he's going to have a scorched earth tour. Like, I think he's out to prove that not only is Green Bay crazy for even thinking about selecting a quarterback in the first round, but anyone who doesn't think that he's still the baddest man on the planet, they're crazy too. Because when a guy like Aaron publicly admits that he's disgruntled with his situation, it opens up Pandora's box for a lot of people that he thought had his back to publicly say either they do or they don't. And a guy like him uses that for motivation. So sitting back, hearing people say Aaron's spoiled, Aaron should be in Green Bay, like how dare him not show up to OTAs and then convince the receivers, fuel to his fire. I think we're going to get the best version of Aaron. I don't think he's coming out of games. I think he wants to not just win, but demolish people while they win. So I'm going Aaron Rodgers for the passing yards and for the total touchdown passes. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we're going to look at MVP odds then in a second then, too, because of what, what you just said there, Sean. On the passing yards, I handicap these markets completely differently. And, mm-hmm. and, and if you're looking at it, more than not, you probably are handicapping these a little bit differently. For passing yards, I'm looking at a guy that's going to be on a team that I don't think is going to be, be behind good. in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. And I'm looking at Matt Ryan, who I think has a little more in the tank than people want to give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that means that Matt Ryan is going to be a top-flight quarterback, but you don't have to be a top-flight guy to lead the league in yards. Because if you're on a team with a horrible defense like Atlanta is, mm-hmm. and you're going to be behind a lot, you can get an extra junk 500 yards, 600 yards, because you're down late and you're playing against soft defenses. And I think Matt Ryan's going to be able to do that. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who's the head coach in Atlanta? That's Arthur Smith. We don't know what there he is. There are no similarities between what Tennessee did and the quarterback in that system mm-hmm. leading the NFL in passing yards. That's what scares me. So, because I think people are basing this based on what the Falcons have been. On offense. So I'll, 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 I'll counter with this, though. How much do you think Arthur Smith in Tennessee was because he had a beast in Derrick Henry as his running back? He doesn't really have that in Atlanta. It's a really a hodgepodge of average in that backfield, mm-hmm. now, Sean. 
So it's a, I, you are right yeah. because that has been a pass happy offense for a very long, very time long time in Atlanta, and of course, obviously Julio's not there anymore. He's in Tennessee. They're but, still talented. Yeah, team. I'm just I'm just for me, it's just when you have a team that's going to be trailing a lot mm-hmm. and late in games. So they're bad on defense. They are horrible on defense, and they were a team that choked away a lot of leads a year ago, to put it politely. Uh, I, I just think you're going to have so much. You're going to make up so much ground in games they're trailing late against soft defenses that I like. Ryan, at least at the number at fourteen to one. So I was going to ask you: Is yeah. it the number that made you choose Matt yeah, over Dak? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Dak's probably going to be in the same situation. I, yes, because and also too, we brought it up earlier in the program. But the when MRI. The, the the MRI on the shoulder scares it, me. It should. It scares me, especially uh, with uh, Avi. Hey, look! Last time I checked, you need your arm to throw. Especially <laughs> for a guy that didn't really throw balls. For six months. Right, exactly. And, and of course, and, and two, it, I do really, I really want to see Dak get in a preseason game because I just want to see how he handles getting hit for the first time after his ankle uh, exploded on him. So let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Matthew Stafford, now that Cam Akers is yeah. out for the season. So does that intrigue you? A little bit, but knowing even, look, Matthew Stafford's much better than Jared Goff. Right. There's no arguing. That. And they're loaded at receiver. And they're loaded at receiver. Again, they're. That receiving core is going to be is still looked at as being undervalued to me. Like those guys, Cup, Woods, those guys are elite guys, right. and they're not viewed as elite guys by the general public for the most part. But I'm just concerned that the Rams actually are going to be one of those teams that they're ahead too much late in the game, mm-hmm. and they're going to pound the rock late in the game behind a good offensive line. And I don't, I don't. Darrell Henderson's a solid running back. He is. He's if really he, good. He, he he's good. So Stafford. If you again, this is one of those where if he had Sean McVay in Detroit with that roster, I'd be more inclined. I got you. But because he's on a team that I think is going to be really good in the Super Bowl caliber, I think I, that's the one problem with, with these guys that are on really good teams that are going to be leading late in games with passing guards. They're just not going to get the opportunity to sock up an extra 300 yards uh, potentially because their team's really good. They're going to be running it late. You know who I wouldn't touch? Go ahead. Mahomes. I agree with you, especially at that number. I agree with you. Because I don't think they're motivated to put up big statistics. They're motivated to fast forward to the playoffs and regain their mantle as Super Bowl champion. And I think they're going to take four or five weeks where they kind of just go through the motions. They may still win, but it's not going to be. You saw it last year. Yeah, and that's why I'm staying away from Mahomes. I'm staying away from totals with the Chiefs. Not because I don't think they're good and outstanding. I just don't think the motivation is there. To... So so and also too, the seventeenth game is gonna be very important for handicapping everything. Who's playing, who's not? Kansas City, I know there's a lot of love for the Chargers out there. Not that much love. Kansas City's going to have the division wrapped up by their final game. Like a baby. Yeah, and they probably will have the number one seed wrapped up as well. And last year, Sean, didn't play anyone. You're right. In week sixteen. And that's been Andy Reid's deal. Yeah. They've they've been consistent. Historically, he said his guys. And uh, look, that's important in looking at a full season. Could you thing. imagine being up and having like one of these futures bets? I, I look, have, have, a, have a 150 yard lead going to week 18 and Mahomes doesn't play and you lose because he doesn't play. Yeah, look, that's, that's the one thing with betting favorites, especially in these markets. If you look at the touchdown one, you already said you like Aaron Rodgers at 8 to 1. Because I don't think they're going to run the ball in the red zone. And so. He's going to check out of so, every run. So, so, Sean, when you were in with me on a numbers game a few weeks ago, we kind of. We, 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 gravitated towards this because Tampa Bay and Green Bay 
last year were 1-2 in passing in the red zone. Mm -hmm. And there is no reason to think that is going to change for either of those teams. So I'm with you. I think Aaron Rodgers at 8-1 is a good bet. And even though he is the second shortest shot and there may be concerns about Tampa sitting guys late in the year, Tom Brady at 5-1 with that whole offensive line back, which was a really darn good line to begin with, and another year of familiarity with those weapons. Mike Evans is a great wide receiver. Chris Godwin, if he can stay healthy, is a great wide receiver. Oh, by the way, Antonio Brown's the number three wide receiver on an NFL team at oh, this yeah. point. Tom Brady at 5-1, to one, even though he's that's a short number, Sean, I actually think that's still a, still a pretty reasonable bet there on top. If Tampa's anywhere as good as I think they are, Brady will not play in six fourth quarters this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm for real. That's a big number, Sean. Yeah. I, if they're as good as I think they are, he'll five or six fourth quarters he won't play. They'll play Blaine Gabbert. Okay. So th- that, again, would impact the – to me, right. I, think that impacts, at, I think that impacts the yards more than the – Statistical accomplishments, right. that matters. For the yards, uh, yards, don't bet Tom Brady in the yards. Right. I, I wouldn't do that anyway. And the touchdowns, yeah, it will impact it because it'll be quarter, fourth quarters where he doesn't have any touchdown passes. But – Look, I think Tampa's offense is going to be unbelievably good this year. Surprisingly, and maybe they're on the, the, the master list, but they're not on this. I'd love to see what Jameis's odds are. So, Jameis, I can, I can, I can get you that pretty quickly here. To me, that would be the flyer bet to take. Well, you're high on Jameis to begin. really high, and as long as Sean King, or excuse me, as long as Sean, Sean Payton cooperates with you, Sean King, fifty. Uh, Fifty to one on the passing yards. Why not put ten dollars on Winston? that? And for the touchdowns, sixty. Oh yeah, sixty-five to one. The only concern is is, is, is Taysom. Is Taysom, Taysom yeah. in the run game on the touchdowns? Right. But those yards. Look, if Sean Payton cooperates for you, Sean, which he might not, which he may not, and again, I just that just changes my whole view on a New Orleans team. New Orleans to me with Jameis, they're in the playoffs. Do you know how much pride I'm going to have if I put $20 on this 50 to 1 passing yards and Jameis throws for, was it 5,000 again? You'd, be, you'd have a shot. You'd have a real have shot. Have you ever seen the cabbage patch? Because I'm going to cabbage patch. Not where I expected you to go there, Sean. <laughs> it's a it, dance, by the way, guys. <laughs> Gals. That's great. But uh, look, uh, if you're looking down the board on, the, on these props, uh, Another guy I'd actually look at would be Joe Burrow for the passing yards. I looked at that. I just don't think the offensive did, line I, is good enough. I wish 20 – you got more than 25 to 1, and I agree. That offensive line is bad yeah. still. That is one thing that they needed to do this offseason that they just did not do. They instead drafted Jamar Chase and instead of Penny Sewell, which – You know who gets no respect, who threw for over 4,000 yards last year? Go ahead. Russell Wilson. Guy's pretty good, Sean. I mean, I can see a scenario. I mean, they haven't run the ball effectively the last couple of years. They haven't they been let him cook. as good on defense and not even close. I can see some scenarios where he's having to chuck that thing around in the second half the majority of the year. I look, I uh, I, I don't I don't hate it. And DK especially Metcalf, lock it. I don't I don't think Seattle's gonna be as good as they've been in the past either, and I don't like that defense at all. So that's another one that you could be coming back in games late. That's all the time we have here on the Nightcap, though. Sean, this is a lot of fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Absolutely. Sound like a plan? Good, good, good. He's Sean King. I'm Jeff Farlson for Tim Murray. This has been the Nightcap. Big thanks to Derek and crew, Robbie Callen, and Chris Vanini for joining us tonight. We're back tomorrow here on the Nightcap on v
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.